Well, hello there. This is Living Your Success 24-7 with you-know-who, yours truly, Michael Kane. How are you doing? Hope you're doing well. So let's jump right into it. Today's episode, we're going to talk about stock investing. Investing in stocks. Now, we're not going to go too deep in the woods with, uh, for example, Fundamental research, uh, technical analysis, ROI, return on investment, ROE, return on equity, PE, price earnings ratio, and all that, trend lines and all that. Nobody, my focus of this show is about stock investing the easy way versus the hard way, the long version versus cheating. So, I've done each way, the easy way and the hard way, but I'm moving into um, a time of my life, a season, if you will, where I want the easy way, okay? Still going to be a little work there. Still, no, you can't get out of some work, but it's versus analog versus digital. It's talking about driving a car or autonomous vehicle, okay? Autopilot. I'm voting for to I'm moving into and voting for autopilot way where it's simple, simple and stupid, right? It's just so simple. So, but let's talk about traditionally investing stocks. I've done it for years, over 30 years. I started out investing in individual stocks and a lot of work behind that. You know how you, uh, like Peter Lynch, uh, uh, who managed the Magellan Fund, one of the most successful funds for many years, uh, invest in what you know. That seemed prudent, right? Invest what you know. So, um, and and that's open up for for whatever you know as far as your world. You know, you uh, go to the mall, you see people going to the coach store or the or McDonald's or. Home Depot or whatever, and say, "Well, okay, I know those stores. Okay, I get it. I get it." And some people are more into Apple, Microsoft, uh, Qualcomm, Google. You know, you get the idea. And so, whatever uh, is suits your fancy. So, traditional way, you do fundamental. You look at the business. It's a business profitable historically. Uh, do does it, do the financials and the information you have uh, give you an indication that it's going to continue to be successful in the future and the, uh, the revenues going up, the bottom line at incomes going up. Um, and so you look at all those different factors on a fundamental basis. Then you look now if you're uh, more of a trader, you know, it's a distinction. They're technically not, in my opinion, and what I, it's not investing. You're you're just you're trading. It's a whole nother thing. But uh, for the sake of this conversation, it's investing. Okay, in a broader sense, it is technical analysis. Been there, done that. Looking at where did it, where has it been, where is it now, where does it look like the trend is going. The trend is my friend. Remember that. If you don't know it, they said the trend is my friend. And so you look at data, you look at the numbers, you look at uh, 
Do you have a vote of confidence in the management? Um, do the products, um, how, how is the customer service? Are they happy with the products? Um, it's not just enough to look at the past. You have to project and look at where it's going because the past isn't necessarily a predictor of the future. By the way, I'm not giving financial advice, recommendation, advisory advice, none of that. I'm giving you my experience, my opinion, and what I've done. And so I get to do that. So what I've observed, that's all I'm saying. And so uh, individually, is this stock worth your attention and your hard-earned money, right? And as you know, individual stocks, it could be very expensive investing in individual stocks. Now, I know the last several years we have fractional investing and uh, free commissions as well. So that obviously, you know, has helped. So if you don't have, let's say a stock costs uh, $200 and you only have $50. Well, a lot of brokerage companies allow you to put that, invest that $50 into that $200 stock. So you get a piece of the pie, a percentage, a fraction. That's why I call it fractional investing. So, uh, you know, it, it's a way to do it, to participate in expensive stocks. Uh, or the fact that you don't have the re financial resources to invest uh, in 100 shares, uh, uh, your favorite stock. And so that's not going to knock that. I've done that. Seriously, I've done it uh, traditionally where just buy 50 shares, 25 shares, 10 shares, 100 shares, and also uh, two shares, three shares. Yeah, I've done that. But, and also, uh, as I said, it can be very expensive. Um, now, what I've done, what my family did years ago, we started an investment club, which is a whole nother podcast we could do. And I think we done, did a podcast on another platform before about investment club. But I'm going to I'm going to do uh, put that on the agenda for this uh, podcast, but uh, living your success um, podcast in the future. Well, what we did was we pooled our money. Together and collectively, we would uh, purchase stocks through a broker. Yeah. And so, and so we didn't have to do fractional investing because let's say I put $50 in a month. We all put $50 in a month times 10. Now all of a sudden you have $500 right there. And that's what we did. So we went individually from, oh, we only got $50. Now we have 500 collectively. And so we invested in various stocks. Uh, uh, probably 12 stocks, I would say, on average is what we invested in and reinvested in. And so that's an alternative for you. And uh, the company we went to, they changed their names, but it's called Better Investing. I'm not getting any commission or, or advertising from them, but Better Investing. They provide a methodology of investing in individual stocks. <laughs> And so we did invest in mutual funds as well. Uh, and so the investment club proved fruitful. Uh, it's very difficult to get, you know, people to <laughs> cooperate and to 
actually do things and and uh it was a challenge a struggle throughout the whole partnership it was it was legal you know investment clubs are uh, partnerships and so you do the uh you know you have to do your tax returns on a federal and state level and report that you're an investment club and then this is what you do the k1 which is the partner share part of it where you report individually what each partner uh you know, invested in and reap the and what benefits they reaped and whatever, uh, any capital gains, any dividends, any you know, sell stock, etc. And so, so it it so that's another way to do it if if you don't have the financial resources. But um, I I would say uh, you know there could there could be uh, an alternative, and I'm going to get to that in a moment. But so. But I want to say, did you know, you know, when the pandemic, we're in a few months into the pandemic, the stock market. So this is around November 2020. Uh, this is per CNBC. It's a source. 90, the stock market was 95 trillion. Did you, did you hear that? 95 trillion. And out of that 95 trillion, over half, 54.5% of that was from the United States through the New York NYSE, New York Stock Exchange, and NASDAQ. So over $51 million, wow. And then total $95 trillion. So it, you're talking about a big market here. And let me give you some stats to make. I want to, before we get into that alternative of traditional stock investing, let's talk about the numbers. According to Motley Fool, well, I do follow Motley Fool, been a member. Motley Fool, uh, this is ending 2021. 10 years, 10 year period ending 2021, the stock market annualized return was 14.8%. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? 14.8%. And if you consider to adjust that for inflation, that's 12.4%. That is still dang darn good, good, right? Didn't want to say darn, but I did. For 30 years, stock market, 9.9%. And if you adjust that for inflation, 7.3%. Still great, right? Still good. And 50 years, longer than most of you may be alive, 9.4%. With the annualized uh, adjustment for inflation at 5.4%. So, however, way you cut it, stock market needs to or should or makes the argument to have a place in your investment portfolio, right? And by the way, I, I was a stock, uh, I was a stock broker um, many, many years ago. Kind of stuttering here. It was like, okay, when was it? Was I okay? <laughs> Uh, a while ago. Okay. I was a stockbroker and I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed looking at the stocks and it actually was exciting, you know, um, to, 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 especially when it grows and goes up. Now, when they go bankrupt, you know, you know, well, still got little wounds from Blockbuster. Remember them? Or House of Fabrics. They went belly up years ago. Investors lost all their money because that's what happens when it goes to zero bankrupt and but anyway um 
I uh, invest in brokers uh, like uh, invest through brokers like Fidelity Investments, Interactive Brokers. I've invested with Vanguard, Charles Schwab. That's what I've done. I'm not saying this is just this. Your could be your universe. You invest in whatever brokerage that, like Robinhood and El Toro. Uh, you know, it they all could be perfectly fine. But I personally invested through Charles Schwab, Vanguard, Fidelity, Interactive Brokers, one or two others too. And so, anyway, uh, the numbers are there that you should find some way to allocate some of your resources to equity investing. Now you say, what about the recession? What about, what about the recessions? Let me give you my opinion and what I've done. With every recession, I've maintained, I didn't punk out and sell all my stuff. Now, no offense to the people that do that, okay? Especially traders, they're gonna, it's more understandable, but if you're a buy and hold long-term investor, it really doesn't make sense to be jumping in, jumping out. No, you know, lack of commitment. If it's a good company, now, if you question the the uh, veracity of a company or or the merits of a company in terms of its investment potential, then that's a whole nother argument. So, but if you have faith in this company based on your research whatever research that is or recommendations uh, that other people made that are sound in judgment, then why do you want to just bail out because of the economy? And I understand, you know, well, let's go back. Let's go, let's dial it back a little bit. Only invest what you can lose. Afford to lose at any given time. And I know a lot of uh, the accounts are retirement accounts, so you rely on that money. And it may make sense, especially, and it may make sense to sell or to give up a portion of your investments, depending if you're going to retire, like to say, within a year. And then now the recession is building or being predicted within that period of time. Then it makes sense to sell all of it or a portion of it. Same thing if you have it in a custodial account for the kids for college. And they're about to start college in a year or within two years, and you need that money for sure, then yeah, take it off the table. Take 100%, 50%, 80%, 40%, whatever off the table because you need the actual cash very shortly. And it makes sense to do that. And that's what I've done. I said, okay, okay, college time. Okay, okay, I need, I, I can't rely on the stock market going up and down in the, next six months where we need that money. So sold some to get it off the table, to have pure cash available, okay? And I know inflation erodes the cash, but you know, unless you have your own currency, this is all you can do. So it makes sense. Other than that, if you're still in it for the long haul and don't need the money, then it makes very little sense. Just like in 2008, 2009, uh, uh, even 1999, 2000, you know, when uh, and and what's coming, you know, what is predicted to come and the recession uh, and the pandemic and uh, uh, situation that just happened the last three years where post-COVID, post-pandemic, it's important 
uh, I said, well, I'm not touching my money. Okay, they lost stock market. Some stocks that and, and, and funds I had lost 20%, 30 40%, 50%. And I said, look, I believe in these companies. Until there's some new information that says, oh, it's not going to do well, then that's another reason to sell that. It's just the numbers and all the information you have speak to this is not no longer a good company because things change. Look at Sears, right? Federated, Jimco, uh, what some other companies no longer exist. They're not here because they changed. They changed. Kmart's gone. So, you know, remember Blackberry? Okay, wow. You know, they used to be the king of the hill and look what happened. So it's important that you do stay uh, informed. When I say autopilot, and I'm going to give you examples, autopilot, but you still have to be somewhat informed so you know, oh, everything's still fine, everything's sane. So you don't have to make a change because maybe you do. And I've had to do that too. So uh, I'm not saying never, ever sell. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the people that are um, uh, just jump in and out because they get scared. And guess when they sell? They sell at the bottom and everything's going fine now. They buy at the top. Not smart, folks. Really not. No one has uh, a crystal ball, a predictor. You can't, you, you, just no one does. So when to go out and trying to time it as you, you hear, just it, it's just very difficult to impossible. And so uh, if you're in it for the long haul, fine. If you're not, that's fine too. But don't cross both worlds. Don't, don't do both. Don't do both on, on one stock, one particular investment or any particular investments. And so uh, what I focus on is dividends-paying stocks are the best. You know, you get appreciation, plus they give you some money back, give some of their profits back, 4%, 5%, 7 8 even 8%. Yes, that's right. So versus traditional investing in individual stocks, what are you saying, Michael Kane? Well, I'm saying... Have you heard it? Yeah, of course you have. You heard of ETFs. And so I would suggest for those of you who don't have the time and energy and spirit to be tracking and following and researching on a fundamental basis and technical analysis all the time and buying all these newsletters and, and investing in these programs to trade for you, all this other stuff. If you want a simple life, a simpler life, and I don't want to say the average person, but the typical person, the exchange-traded fund is a way to go. Like, it's a basket of investments, stocks. It, it has lower fees that you invest in a lots of securities all at once. It's like it pools investments, uh, and it, it it trades just like a stock. It's like a, it's, a mutual, it's like a mutual fund, but it trades like a stock. You could buy it, sell it right then. And it tracks an index, commodity or other assets. So ETFs is a way to go. Now, index funds, it's a type of mutual fund or ETF that tracks the performance of specific market indexes, indices. It is, and it's passively managed, so it's lower fees as well. And so these are two excellent vehicles, index funds and ETFs that can be on autopilot. 
You know how they do all the research. The research is done. The uh, the selection of stocks is done, and it's easy versus the other way, which is hard. Which I don't totally discourage either. But I'm talking about if you don't have the time, or the inclination, or the ability, then ETFs and index is the way to go. And especially that invest and and I look at their holdings if they invest in uh, companies that pay dividends, even a plus. That's a plus. And growth stocks are good, but also I like uh, a growth stock. Uh, uh, his example is Amazon. Don't pay dividends, but they grew, 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 grew. Right? Grow, grow, grow. But I like investment stocks um, that pay dividends as well so you get the uh you get have two feet in one in appreciation one in building up uh your income and i and you can do that two ways you could have it re it well in terms of uh, uh individual stocks and programs out there you can set it on a dividend reinvestment have a dividend reinvestment plan or you can cash out every time they pay dividends move it over do whatever you want to do with that so um i don't want to knock one or the other but i'm making a case that depending on your uh because you know what can you cannot invest anymore in what is the equalizer time right did a podcast on that believe i believe a while ago time you cannot manufacture it you can't you you there's nothing you can you can't buy it from somebody. We all have 24. My my podcast is called Living Your Success 24-7. That's all you got, folks. So whatever you do has to count. It absolutely has to count. Now, uh I encourage you to uh if if you do have the time to go the individual stock route, uh get some good books on a subject and learn about ROI. ROE, PE ratios, fundamental analysis, or technical analysis. So here's some good books. Uh, Graham and Dodd Security Analysis, a very thick book. It'll teach you all you need to know. Um, also, Mad Money, uh, Jim Cramer. Uh, always like him. And, and the technical analysis course by Thomas A. Myers. And so those are just uh, uh, three books right there. But there's many other books as well, as far as, um, you know, your financial freedom. Free, I call it freedom from bondage, right? And investing in individual stocks and other securities, alternative investments. So there's a lot of, and, and just books on how to get rich, how to build wealth, etc. So that said, uh, and that's what we do on Living Your Success 24-7. Our goal is to um, talk about ways and methods you can build true wealth and uh, and for yourself and a set of legacy for your family. So, and we go beyond just pure money, but also relationships and the relationship with money, psychology of money, as well as, you know, uh, topics uh, for those who are uh, want to promote um, and uh, as far as uh, promotions at the job, your career track, we cover everything uh, that will help you uh, move towards your goals of what success means to you.
And it is a financial and a money uh, foundation of this show. However, because everything impacts uh, your financial well-being. Most things do. And so whether you go left, right, stop, go back, go forward, it's all going to have an impact one way or another. So our goal is uh, to help be a coach and your guide to this challenging thing called life. That's where we're at. And so please subscribe to Living Your Success 24-7 and please share it with your family and friends and colleagues, associate associates. And also, if you go to my website, www.livingyoursuccess.com, you could sign up on Catalyst, our newsletter, new newsletter that covers uh, money, health, and business. All of those are intertwined. So whether you're starting a business or work for a business, you still want to be successful. We want to invest, and we cover um, all different types of, of investments. And anything dealing with money, that's right. That impacts your your, your hard-earned money. So please, um, and you can uh, please support us. Uh, go to uh, our website. And so I appreciate it. And so uh, you have a good day. When you wake up in the morning is a blessing. So that said, the best is yet to come. And be blessed. Adios, my friends.